let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. Good evening, everyone. My name is Stephanie Mehta. I'm the CEO of a company called Mansueto Ventures. We publish Fast Company and Inc. magazines. And I'm delighted to moderate today's panel on preparing for the next pandemic. Does anybody on the panel have a thought about whether or not vaccine passports are valuable in, in the context of pandemic preparedness and prevention? In some countries did a very good job on being able to verify vaccinated status. The US did not. We have to believe that it's possible to stop a localized outbreak becoming a raging global pandemic. And that means better surveillance, more transparency, frankly, by all member states. If they think something's happened, it's got to, it's got to be reported. And the WHO needs the power to be on the site with whatever teams need to be deployed. It needs to be able to publish the information it has rather than you know, beg countries for permission to do it. It's got to be able to take a precautionary approach and running up a flag. And it's got to be able to declare an emergency without being kneecapped by an emergency committee. These are basic things that need to be dealt with in a, in a review of the international health regulations. Otherwise, we will lose weeks again next time something happens. Ideally, the response to COVID should be the establishment of a global healthcare system, a basic healthcare system for the entire human race. We have to means to improve the state of the But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of large communities that we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholderism. And second, that we will. There could be more delay in reaction uh, if we have a country with low capacity and we don't have a global team. We need some kind of global loyalty and global identity. Now, we did have countries that did a good job. Australia is an example. So we have to create a new team. I believe we should create what I call the GERM team. Uh, GERM stands for Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization. This group is full-time. Their only priority is pandemic prevention. With all the current issues on our agenda, we tend to forget that we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways than the previous three revolutions. And you see, the difference of this fourth industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing Right. Uh, just as an example, it's you who are changed, and of course this has a big impact on your identity. Run. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael.
we don't pretend to have all the answers. We're simply trying to have an honest look at the world to get you to prepare and to better be informed with what's going on in the world. Please spread this message to all your friends and family as it's human intelligence that is trying to get snuffed out in this world. They want you quiet, they want you compliant and decadent. The elite organizations have deemed you useless. Are you going to get involved? Are you going to cower in fear and wait for your time? There's one thing that's guaranteed for every living specimen on this planet, and that is our time is limited on this earth. We have a chance right now to assert our will into the future, but we can't do that on the sidelines. It's time to step into the arena and interface with our destiny. I'm Joshua Michael, and you're listening to Non-Compliant America. Oh man, wow, today is June 4th, 2022, and wow, is it an amazing time to be alive, is it an amazing day, is it an amazing experience to be able to be here with you today on this lovely rainy Saturday here in FEMA Region 10, this captured state we have lived to see the exposure and the uncloaking of the New World Order. All of the conspiracies, the conspiracy, the tinfoil hat friends, they have been vindicated. And all the people that have sacrificed their life to give this information and to expose this information out here, we give them thanks, we give them blessing, and may they rest in peace. Because that's really what this is. We are attempting to expose anything and everything that we can, right? And we all do it in our own little way. I am very, very, very blessed to be here today. Uh, I want to give thanks to everybody over at KSLM. I want to give thanks to all my listeners and all my friends and family and fans. We greatly appreciate you and all your contribution in this activated, animated contest of liberty. And how we blessed are that we have uh, an opportunity to be here today. So I just want to thank you guys very much. Please support us. Please spread the word. Uh, Without you, we cannot do this. We are all in this together. Any information uh, that can get out there, Uh, to expose the truth and to expose the lies, which is what we attempt to do uh, in this great game that we are in. And uh, how adventurous is it that we are here uh, in this great awakening and the spirit of humanity is rising and roaring. Can you feel it? Man, it feels good. feels good to be with you uh, here today. And really, every day. Every day is an absolute blessing. So, lots and lots and lots of things going on. Uh, The threshold has been breached for the uh, information overload. 
And what I mean by that is we are being bombarded with so many things at one given time. There is no way humanly possible, unless you're an idiot savant with some type of crazy mad brain skills, which I know that there are people out there like that, um, that can handle everything. And that's the point is that it's like a blitzkrieg. If they rush the enemy lines on all sides, then some of their troops are going to get through. And that's where God really comes into play uh, and how I really feel about it. And that's where I think that the importance of God uh, really comes into play because really uh, we're in a spiritual battle and you're never going to be able to handle these real world three-dimensional obstacles all on your own. There's no way humanly possible, which is why we are only human. So it's really a spiritual uh, battle. And as overwhelming as things may seem, and as overwhelming as things may be uh, in your daily lives and things with work, stress, gas prices, I mean, economics is huge. Um, You know, we haven't been pinched like this for quite some time. And so with all those stresses coming into your life, understand that everything comes in cycles and this is only temporary. And this is an opportunity for you to be uh, more vigilant with your perceptions and things that you choose to do with your time. And, you know, it, it really comes down to a good recap that we can kind of recount our lives and be involved, right? If those second jobs or second things that you're doing to try to hang on to all of these worldly possessions, suddenly those things aren't going to matter anymore as they fall through your hands, right? Which means that you're going to have more time to spend with your family, more time to get right with God, and more time to get involved with your community and do more community outreach. Because that's... You know, we could talk about gun control all day long and what the preventatives are. I personally believe we should arm all of the teachers and give trained teachers weapons in every single classroom. You know, you could either have fingerprint scanners or some type of safety precaution, but an armed population is a good population. The more weapons in an area, the more uh, crime goes down, you know. Because let's put ourselves in a criminal. If I was a criminal and if I suspected that there was a gun in every single car, every single uh, sidewalk, every single classroom, every single corner of everything, and I had no idea who was armed and who wasn't, you're going to be a lot more hesitant to smash in that car window, break into that school or anything like that. Um, it's just common sense. Now, gun crime will always be there so as long as there is a mental health crime. Nobody's blaming anything on SSRIs. That's because Big Pharma, a.k.a. the COVID vaccine manufacturers, a.k.a. all the major pharmaceutical industries, there's a huge industry, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars Why is nobody talking about that? 
says right on the labels of most of these medications that people are giving to their kids because they're depressed or because they're scared or because they're, they have all these phobias. There's a phobia for everything. Put somebody, put a white coat on somebody and they can make a diagnosis about anything. Now, now we do have a sick population. Um, there's a lot of God left, left that has left a lot of homes. And people are being inducted into a satanic spiritual ritual through their televisions, through their cell phones, through their tablets, through their video game console systems, through their computer, uh, through the Satan clubs at schools popping up everywhere. So it is a real problem and it is a real cleanser. And I really think that a spiritual alignment with God is the answer. God will provide in every way, in any way that we can do it, um, is if we allow him to. So enough of that. What's going on right now? Uh, the U.S. monkeypox cases are rising to 20 as vaccines shipped to states. Now, wait a minute. Monkeypox cases are rising and there's only 20 Yet, Bill Gates has already put a vaccine together. Now, have we heard this before? Yes, we have. Uh, a few shows ago, I played Bill Gates when he was talking about his germ team, the global epidemic response management system or something like that. And he was talking specifically about, hey, if cases start rising up on a pandemic, let's nip it in the butt. And uh, we'll develop a vaccine immediately and bring the vaccine to market. And so that's the solution to a pandemic <laughs> is vaccinate the population. Oh, and by the way, I just happened to manufacture vaccines and I happen to play a part in the oversight of the management to determine with my testing systems on what is considered a pandemic. But I also, at the same breath, talk about vaccinating the world and want to vaccinate every man, woman, and child and thing in the world. <laughs> so the guy's making a bunch of money. Problem, reaction, solution. Uh, Full-spectrum dominance. The evil. Bill Gates. We'll be back. Stay with us. Broadcasting from the formal state of war in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Welcome back. Welcome back. So, a lot of people ask me on a daily basis, hey, where do you get your information? Hey, how do you know this? How, 
how are you able to talk about some of these things before they come to the mainstream media or before they come to this? And it's very simple, folks. It's very simple. And that's why I played the video um, at the beginning of this last segment. Um, that happened last week or two weeks ago. And these global leaders are actually getting together. And this is, this is such a critical thing that you need to understand. This isn't Joe Biden. This isn't Kate Brown. This isn't, uh, you know, uh, Trudeau. I mean, they're playing a part of a much bigger program. Now, those people are placeholders and or <clears throat> they're put there to get you to hate them. So you hate the person in front of you running your government into the ground so you don't actually put the blame on the people responsible for coordinating and collaborating the actual destruction of the economy and the government and the confidence and the humanity um, that's happening worldwide. And we are in a drastic decline. But just like uh, some of the best music and some of the best times were had at the Great Depression era and some of the most biggest uh, industrial revolutionary boom that happened at that period, uh, when humanity gets cornered, humanity reacts. And right now, we're in, it's called the fourth turning or the Great Awakening, and we're right in the midst of that. And so that's what's happening right now. When you look around you, suddenly different relationships are forming. Old relationships are dwindling because there's a spiritual alignment that's happening with all of us who will allow it. And the alignment is happening to where you're really, the goggles are coming off and all of the normal distractions are not distracting you anymore. You've become... Uh, What's the word when you continue to do drugs for a long period of time? Your tolerance level. Our tolerance level for tyranny and brainwashing has gone up. And whether you can say that it's a uh, God unveiling that or just naturally uh, in our humet, we are adapting and evolving because you have to remember the human species and the human body and the human brain and the human mind, you know, animals do it too, but we are very spectacular creatures and we adapt and we evolve and we adapt. Even though they don't want us to, they want us to watch brainless, have brainless, useless conversations, uh, nothing thought provoking, anything else that's bad. How dare you? How dare you question our narrative? How dare you question the COVID vaccines? We say that it's healthy with no substantiation, but in the same breath, we tell you that it could be harmful and or it may not work, right? So I think they bit off more than they can chew. Their whole system is crumbling. For example, all these leaders that got together, they had a plan. And we talked about it last week, but the plan was to capture basically all local governments in the entire globe, set up their own management system to do oversight and control what the government's responses are 
and to deem them whether there is a pandemic or not. So they want complete control, but they use that as the pretext to essentially infiltrate all these local communities. But what happened? A ton of the uh, major countries, not all the Western countries, but I'm talking China, Iran, um, India, all of Africa rejected this. And they told them all to basically go pound sand. Because we all see what they're trying to do now. We all see how they're going to use any medical, tyrannical, germ warfare system to try to use it as an excuse to control us and eventually exterminate us. And they talk about this. And I know it sounds crazy, but they are actively talking about this very subject at the major roundtables with all the major corporations and big pharmaceuticals, major media outlets, all the quote controllers who are losing control. And how do I know that they're losing control? It's very simple. They're losing control because they're ramping up their censorship. They're ramping up their propaganda. They're doubling down on their lies and nonsense. And they're pushing forward with all of that. That's how you know that we are rejecting it, right? They're trying to put a Band-Aid on a knife wound. It's not working. They're already bleeding out. Now, in these moments, these are the moments when they crash economies, start major wars, and they need a major distraction to try to get us back to go to sleep. They're going to do anything and everything that they can to do that. However they do it, I don't know. I personally think they're going to ramp up mass school shootings even more. There was a hospital shooting. There's shootings everywhere. One, shootings happen all the time. But the media just hasn't been reporting on it. Right? And I know that they've gone down exponentially since the 90s. So things have really gone down. The 90s was crazy. So things have changed drastically in that. But the media wants you to think the shootings are up and things are through the roof. Now, the overzealous uh, uh, fascination with it and how they're putting all these mass shootings on the news now, it's going to increase. Because what do people do? Television, tell a vision, they're being programmed. So all the little incels hiding in their basement are now being programmed to the idea of, hey, maybe I should go into a school and do this. We'll get into it when we get back. Thanks for listening. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. He deals the cards as a meditation. Those he plays never suspect. He doesn't play Thank you very much for joining. Man, just keep that playing. That's, that's a good song. 
reduce the cost of this The sacred geometry of chance The hidden laws of a probable outcome While the numbers lead a dance The spades are the swords of a soldier I know that the clubs are weapons of war I know that the diamonds mean money for this art But that's not the shape of my heart You know, some of you guys might criticize me for he may play playing Sting of But it's such a, such a predicament that some of the most, you know, beautiful things like that song or different things um, could be created by people. I I think in the spiritual process, especially with, you know, my past and, you know, being in the music industry and being around some really demonic entities and demonic beings, you, you really interface with that. And it's kind of that... Uh, you know, ring of Mordor type scenario of you get co-opted and corrupted and manipulated and things like that. And so I, I, I think some of these people, um, these artists, these people that are just basically burying the water of evil now, uh, at some point might have had some of the most purest, most beautiful souls out there um, and creating stuff and, you know, just... The world corrupts you. Um, you lose track. You lose sight of God and the the future and and where we're headed and and what we're doing and 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 money's the root of all evil and power and and all these things that kind of come with it. Um, so it's 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 such a such an interesting thing because I, I I have interfaced with that directly and and I understand you know how that stuff can engage and change a person and you have to continue to uh you know look into yourself and and look into your soul and your spirit and pray and and look for um look for guidance in that sometimes you won't have all the answers and so you need to rely on god and and the future to do that so anyways um just on my mind a lot today and uh and i and i think it's important to recap and give thanks to all of that so back to the news uh vaccine side effect victims flooding hospitals at alarming rates and we knew this there's a massive increase of vaccinated going to the hospitals because they're getting sick their immune systems are compromised um, and it's just going to be a cycle of that, but they're going to call it a new variant. Notice how they've kind of done away with any variants. They're not calling variants anymore. They're just back to saying COVID and blanketing things, and they're not really giving a particular name to the boogeyman virus anymore. It's just people are sick. People are sick. You know, they're they're not saying, oh, it's this new, you know, Delta Gamma x-ray variant we gotta go we gotta go you gotta you need another vaccine for that because their agenda is imploding in a lot of ways and people are becoming susceptible there's a ton of vaccine remorse 
there's still the people out there wearing masks on the sidewalk by themselves, walking down in the middle of the street on a hot summer day. Saw a guy the other day. Um, it was a man wearing a dress with a mask on. Uh, quite the sight to see over there. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was pretty phenomenal. But uh, you know, there, it's there's just a hard separation. But I think people are becoming uh, you know very uh, aware with their agenda. And so they're not using a Delta variant or some type of variant scare. They're just saying, everybody's sick. We don't know why. Uh, women under 40 are having heart attacks in droves. Healthy women, uh, they don't know why. They're having blood clots. What's the main side effect of the vaccine? Blood clots, right? So they, they don't want to tell you, but they have to tell you, right? Because you're going to see it. So they're telling a half-truth. And they're just trying to get you to go along and forget that all the hysteria and basically the blackmailing that took place and the gaslighting that took place to get everybody to acclimate to taking this shot, to taking this experimental mRNA injection, while in the same breath, some of the most richest people in the world and the most powerful leaders in the world are talking about the effects of mRNA and the values that it has on genetically modifying your inner being to give them complete control and the ability to control you and monitor you. Think about that. So at the same time, they force vaccinated everybody with this experimental mRNA. At the same time, there's all these companies talking about the values and benefits of the mRNA and how they're going to use it to further monitor and control everything down to your body so much so that it actually changes and genetically modifies potentially interfaces like a computer chip you then become the computer chip so how are they going to do and get everybody else to fall in line with this well we've seen it they're going to offer you free donuts they're going to threaten your job. They're going to tell you that you can't shop at the grocery store. They're going to do anything and everything that they can. And when I say they are going to, I mean they are going to do it again. This stuff is not going away. They're going to ramp things up. They're going to try to starve you out. They're going to force your compliance through economic warfare and siege on eliminating you from functioning and operating within your God-given right. And one of the main things that they're doing right now is they're provoking fear with all the school shootings going on and the mass shootings and the hysteria. They want to get your guns from you. There's also another way, pain at the pump. Fox 5's reporting, pain at the pump. Gas costs nearly $10 a gallon at this California station. For Supreme with Tecron and the Chevron, it's $9.76. Each week, the price of gas of the country, but especially California, gets impossibly higher. Just before Memorial Day, the Chevron in Almeida de las Porigas in Menlo Park hit $7.25 a gallon. Then with this week, the Chevron in Los Angeles was selling gas for more than $8 a gallon. Now that we've spotted gasoline costing $9.50 a gallon at a gas station in Mendocino, along with the Northern California coast, not too far from Fort Bragg, 
These prices are well over the average price of the gas in the Golden State, which last weekend surpassed $6 a gallon. And we aren't quite at $6 a gallon here in Oregon, but rest assured, folks, we will be. So, breaking it down by cities on Friday, the average price in Oakland was $6.37 a gallon. San Jose, $6.38 a gallon. San Francisco, $6.50. Speaking of San Francisco, everybody loves San Francisco so much. Uh, crypto firms say thousands of digital currencies will collapse and compare market to early dot-com days. So the dot-com bubble, they're saying, is going to happen again. Now, how did we know this? Of course we did. They printed trillions of dollars into the economy in a matter of two years. So one of the major companies, uh, which I don't recommend using, I don't endorse in any way, um, I think they are part of the problem. It's a centralized cryptocurrency system known as Coinbase. And they made it very easy and simple, and a lot of people are using it. I don't recommend it because they are interfacing directly with the IRS and kind of defeat the entire purpose of using cryptocurrency. The purpose of crypto is to get off of the main system to have alternate transactions because Obama, excuse me, Biden, O'Biden, Obama, same thing. Biden is Obama's puppet. You haven't figured that out yet. Biden is meant to take the fall and be the henchman, be the scapegoat for all the catastrophes when it's really these global leaders and organizations that are purposefully doing this. And they've been robbing the bank for quite some time. So Coinbase founded in San Francisco is rescinding already accepted job offers by email because of the decline in all the cryptos. So Coinbase is essentially saying, oh, I know we hired you, but yeah, we're not going to, we can't, we're not going to hire you anymore. We can't, we can't afford it. The cryptocurrency exchange founded and up until recently based in San Francisco is now rescinding job offers offers that were already accepted in the headwinds to continue the impact of the tech and crypto industries at large. So they're laying people off before they even got hired. In a letter sent to employees and made public Thursday, Coinbase's chief police officer, uh, Brock, said that the company would take back a number of accepted offers and outstanding offers just weeks after the company announced that it would be pausing hiring. Now, why would they be doing that? Why would they be doing that? Because they're anticipating a controlled collapse. A lot of the cryptocurrencies are not safe. The only one that I vouch for is Bitcoin. That's the only one that I'll get involved, folks. We'll be right back. General Eddie yields back for our purposes, Mr. Massey, seek recognition. I move to strike the last word. Gentlemen is recognized. Today we're debating a gun control bill that's actually six gun control bills in one. And why are there six? Because none of them work. If you take six that don't work and put them together, they're not going to work. You can't make up for ineffective bills by having more than one or half a dozen of them. Each and every one of these gun control bills in this single title is unserious and unconstitutional and suffers 
from the, the problem, the inherent problem that almost all gun control suffers from. And that is criminals do not obey the law. They do not follow the law. Who, who here today thinks that criminals are gonna read the Safe Storage Act and, and you know, some gang member is gonna say, oh, I better lock this gun up or else they'll come and take it. Who here today thinks that a, a 19 year old criminal is gonna obey the, the restriction on age for uh, having a gun? Nobody here believes this. These are unserious, but they're worse than that. They're gonna compromise the rights and the safety of individual citizens, law-abiding citizens. Let me tell you the story of Nikki Goser, who's testified here in Congress. And she worked for me in my congressional office. Nikki watched her husband murdered, get murdered in front of her viciously in a gun-free zone while her licensed firearm was in her car outside of the restaurant. She, that haunts her today. Ben and her had just recently been married and they just wanted to be in this restaurant and they followed the law and he was murdered by her stalker in front of her. Now she went on to get the laws changed in Tennessee to get rid of that gun-free zone. But that's one example, just one example of how all the rest of these are gonna fail. The criminals do not follow the law. And the biggest thing we could do that nobody on the other side of the aisle is talking about today is to quit advertising our schools as soft zones, soft targets for defenseless teachers, defenseless staff and students who aren't being defended. Congress itself in 1990 passed the Gun-Free School Zone Act. It's done more, it's cost more lives than it has saved. Now, some states have been able to override the Gun-Free School Zone Act and create their own areas. And in those states and those school districts where that's happened, where they've allowed qualified teachers and staff to carry, there hasn't been a single mass shooting in one of those schools. There hasn't been a single shooting of one person in one of those schools. The biggest thing we could do here today is to repeal the 1990 Gun-Free School Zone Act so that the default condition in this country is not to advertise every student as a target. Now, to Mr. Cicilline's point, he was talking about the Supreme Court. You know, in 1995, the, the Gun-Free School Zone Act was struck down. Why was that? Because this document does not contain the authority to implement a gun-free school zone act. So what did Congress do? They resuscitated this unconstitutional bill by putting in a provision that says, well, as long as the gun is involved in interstate commerce, well, then we have the authority. Well, I wonder if that's the case with all six of these useless bills in here today, because only two of the bills say that. It's actually two of the bills say it only applies to firearms involved in interstate commerce. Does that mean the other four? are unconstitutional, or it actually means all six are unconstitutional and they're trying to save two of them with the provision that killed the Gun-Free School Zone Act in 1995. By the way, they, they overturned Mr. Lopez's conviction and he went on to serve in the Marines, the one who was convicted of violating the Gun-Free School Zone Act. But Congress came back and resuscitated it and uh, unconstitutionally so, but there, there is a conflict between these six bills. Some of them recognize the constitutional flaw and some of them don't. And I wanna close with this. Some of my colleagues have said 
that the uh, assault weapons ban from 1994 to 2004 reduced mass public shootings by 40%. They, they make up a number, a lot of... It's better to die on your feet than live on your knee. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Last segment. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Lots and lots and lots of things happening here at the Non-Compliant America Studios. We are doing a lot of things behind the scenes, and we have a lot of amazing events and amazing opportunities uh, coming to you in the near future, so stay tuned. Uh, one of the things we have coming up, we are doing another 2,000 Mules premiere this coming Monday on the 6th at the Honky Tonk. Don't forget, if you have not seen it yet, come by. It's only 12 bucks. Tickets.noncompliantamerica.com. Another thing is uh, feedback on the show. Love to hear it. Love to get your feedback. JM at noncompliantamerica.com. If you have any local stories, any interesting stories uh, for me and for Oregon that might be uh, of the interest to the public, we are definitely interested in hearing about it. Uh, any contacts, just feel free to reach out to me uh, or my team. Just go to JM at noncompliantamerica.com. Man, Congressman Massey is on fire uh, with the gun control debate. I had to play most of his testimony. It was really powerful, uh, really good and, and, and refreshing to hear. Isn't that refreshing to hear uh, an actual sitting congressman uh, talking about real issues and real things? It's kind of like a Trey Gowdy, Mount Gates, Josh Hawley, uh, Rand Paul. I mean, there's just a ton of great rock stars out there uh, really kind of taking the fight to these guys. Um, but there's also a lot of rock stars locally uh, that are taking the fight as well. I know I talked to Kevin Starrett last week. Um, he is very active in the gun lobby, very informed, uh, and I'm looking to have him on again. He was a great guest. So what's going on with all of that? Uh, they aren't going to stop. They're going to continue on with the mass hysteria around the gun debate to try to frame the narrative, which I don't think it's working, uh, to get people to comply turn their guns in. They're going to do the same thing that they did with the vaccine and the same tactics uh, to try to incentivize people. You know, eventually there'll be food rations that, uh, that you can distribute for uh, turning in your firearms and being a good little slave because that's all it is. The mask is a symbol of slavery. Turning in your guns is another symbol of slavery. Uh, not doing... Uh, you know, things that they want you to do or don't want you to do. Um, that's also a symbol. But uh, what's interesting is uh, something happened in Ohio uh, to make it easier for teachers to carry guns. Now, I'm a huge advocate for this. I think uh, I think it does make sense uh, because eventually, essentially, you don't want to turn the school into a prison. And, 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 and that's kind of the hard debate that, that you have, right? You want to ramp up security uh, in the school, but you don't want to turn it into a prison. I feel like a lot of schools, even elementary schools now, you look at them, you drive by, uh, they, they're, they're outfitted like a prison. They have eight-foot fences all the way along the, uh, the entire premise, which is good, and it's, it's nice. It's good to be safe, but to what degree are we going to induct our kids to the prison system? I already think a lot of the education structure uh, is very... Uh, uncreative it's very dull 
Uh, it's very uninformative and it's teaching kids to be good, busy bee workers. Um, you know, there's an argument to that. I think kids should be able to allow to be creative. Uh, they should have that, the creative juices to, you know, pursue the American, uh, dream and be entrepreneurs and be successful and also be failures. I think kids should be allowed to fail. And it's important and it's an important role to learn that you're not the best, biggest, brightest all the time. I don't think anybody's capable of doing that, but I also don't think it's healthy to never fail. I think failure is a way of life. Uh, it causes uh, internal perseverance and gets people kind of in line with that. Man, this is a quick segment. Really happy to hear you guys uh, here today. Thank you very much for joining us. But back, Ohio is making it easier for teachers to carry guns. Mike DeWine, the governor of U.S. Senate Ohio, will sign a bill that will allow teachers to and other adults in schools to be armed as long as they complete a 24-hour firearms training course. Very good news. Very good step in the right direction. Thank you very much for listening. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. We'll see you next week.